right, how y'all doing this morning? Good, my name is Eric Williams, and um, I'm gonna share with you this morning about something that I've been learning and continue to learn, um, is how do I know when I'm growing? You know, how do I know when I'm, when I'm growing? Because I think the longer that we are believers in Christ, or those who are, sometimes you just kind of get in the motion of doing things, you know, oh, you're supposed to have a quiet time? Well, I'll do that. Oh, you're supposed to go to church? Well, I'll do that. Oh, you know, you're supposed to know four or five scriptures? Well, I'll do that. Because that's just what you're supposed to do. But are you being intimate with God? Because that's the key. It's like I've been married for 23 years, and I know my wife, but am I intimate with her? That's the only way the relationship lasts, if you're intimate. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. So somebody pray for us. How about you, Lakeville? Dear Lord, help us to be sponges for this lesson that we're going to learn today. Help us to be receptive and ask questions and learn from Eric and that video. Amen. All right, good. Turn over to Matthew 6. Verse 45, and we'll be going 45 through 52. When you got it, say amen or oh my. 45 through 52. I'm sorry, that's Matthew 7. Sorry. And y'all was like, man, I'm making sure y'all was with me. <laughs> I'm, 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 actually, I'm in the wrong one. It's Mark. That's why I'm like, I'm like, come on, I can't be wrong. <laughs> yeah, Mark, Mark, Mark 6, Mark 6, 45 through 52. Y'all was like, wait a minute, this brother all the way off. <laughs> all I said is, say, oh my, or amen. Nobody said nothing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> if y'all have said amen, I'd be like, oh, y'all wrong. <laughs> okay. So let me give you a little context of what's happening here. You need some paper? Oh, okay. <laughs> a little context. So Jesus has just got through feeding the 5,000, all right? Which it wasn't really 5,000 because it was 5,000 what? Men. So let's just say they had one wife and say they had two children. So maybe it was between 15 and 20,000 people. All right. And he fed them with somebody's lunch. Right. And whose lunch was it? A little boy. And what was it? It was fish and five loaves of bread. Okay. So how do you take 15,000 or 20,000 people with two fish and five loaves of bread? He broke it. He blessed it. He broke it. And he passed it out. And then guess what else happened? They had leftovers. All right? They had leftovers. That's what God does. But first of all, you have to be faithful and go, I don't have enough here right now. I don't know how we're going to do this. Because that's what the disciples saying. What did they say? Oh, send them home. We can't feed all these people. Yeah, you're a great preacher and you're a great teacher and you did all that. That's wonderful. But now people want to eat. And he said, well, get that little boy over there. 
and he multiplied it. That's what God does if we're actually faithful and we actually follow him. But most of us, well, I, I won't say most of us. I'll say myself, I'm not waiting for the multiplication. I'm trying to figure out Eric's way of getting the job done. And that's not always the best way. In fact, most of the time, it's not the best way ever. But I'm always working, going, you know, what? I could do this. I could do this little deal. I could hustle this little deal up, and it's going to work out for me. And God wants you bless it. So I want to put him at the end instead of at the beginning. So then he tells his disciples, and we'll read, he says, immediately after he saw this uh, feeding of the 5,000, he puts them in a the boat. Somebody start reading. How soon was it? Immediately. Yeah, it, he didn't waste no time. All right, so you just seen the miracle, so you should, you should be rolled up and on fire on the faith deal because you just saw what he did, right? Amen. Okay, keep going. And go before him to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. Okay, now, hold on. Was he in the boat with him? No. Okay, pay attention. He said, y'all get in the boat, y'all go, and I'm going to stay here and dismiss the crowd. Keep going. And after he had taken leave of them, he went up on the mountain to pray. Hold on. Now, why would he go do that? Just a question. Why would he go pray after he just got through preaching and teaching? Y'all get on the boat, all right? Go to the other side, and I'm going to go pray. Okay. Refresh, restored. Solitude. What else? Anybody else? Intimate time with his father. Intimate time with his father. What else? Anybody else? Guidance. Guidance. Give thanks. Okay. Pray about the next assignment. How many of us do that? Maybe, you know, maybe you do. I ain't saying I do that all the time. I mean, I was consistent. You see what I'm saying? Because as soon as we get done with the project, you know, we're not, okay, let me go over here and let me, let me pray for what happened. What I'm doing is let me get to the next project. I'm on the immediate part for sure. But I'm not really trying to pray about what just happened. I'm not really trying to give thanks to what God just did. That's not what I'm trying to do. I would like to sit here and tell you, yes, I would. Yes, I do. But yes, nine times out of ten, it's not. That project is done. And guess what? I'm moving on to the next deal. Okay? Keep going. So we've established that he did it immediately. He put them on the boat. And he went to go do what? Okay. And when evening came, the boat was out on the sea. And he was alone on the land. And he saw that they were making headway painfully, for the wind was against them. Okay, stop right there. When he sent him on the boat, it must have been what time of the day? It had to be kind of daytime. Because he said then the evening came. And you know when the fourth hour is, is between 3 o'clock, fourth watch, and 6 a.m. Guess what? It's dark. I don't care where you're at. <laughs> at 3 to 6, it's dark. But he sent him out in the evening. And they were doing what? It says they, they weren't just rowing. What did it say? Straining. 
They were straining. They in the struggle. Okay? But this is what most believers don't want to talk about is the struggle. They want to talk about how good God is when everything's good, but then when there's a struggle, they don't, the Lord, I know he's with me, but he's not listening to me right now. He's not really hearing me. I must have did something wrong. The disciples was doing something that he told them to do, right? So this is what happens. When you're in the will of God, that don't mean it's going to be easy. It does not mean it's going to be easy. It may be a struggle. If you ain't in one, guess what? You're going to one. <laughs> if you just got out of one, be glad, but guess what? Another one's coming. But that message is not popular. That book don't sell. They don't have that in front. Oh, look, this is a book on struggling in the Christ. Man, we got to buy this. No, nobody want to buy that book. That one don't sell. Don't go to the bookstore looking for that because that ain't there. All right? But that's the truth of the matter. That is the truth of the matter. There will be a struggle. It says, in this world, you will have trouble. But also, it says, but I've come to give you life and to overcome that. Yes, sir. You know, I think one of the things I really love about the text is it doesn't give a forecast of, of what was going on before they got in the boat. Exactly. And I think one of the things that we mess up on is that we see the currents of life being consistent one way, and then when we're really going where Jesus wants for us to go, how things can change mm-hmm. and work against what we think our favor, but the trial of our faith, you know, will work in so many things. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't ask for them to look at the forecast to see what's coming, but he sends us out regardless of what comes. They have been spent enough time with the Lord knowing that things are going to change yep. all of a sudden. And that's how ministry is. That's how ministry is. And we, and we have to be willing to, to go with the flow and take every punch, but yet keep going with the Lord Jesus. We got to, because at any point in time, because it says he sent them out and they was in the middle. Yeah. It's seven miles across, so that means they was three and a half miles in the deal. Yeah. And they've been struggling for four, five, six hours. Smooth sailing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So you got to think about this. And they were in his will because they did what he said immediately. After they just saw him feed five, 10, 15, or 20,000 people. Because they were like, we should send them home. So it wasn't like they was like all sold. They was like, well, I don't know what you're going to do. We, we didn't have no food. We should send them home. He said, oh, no, no, no. We got this covered. Okay? Yes, sir. Yeah, definitely. Still a struggle. You could be in the vein of what you... If God has designed you to do, you know, you could be right in the vein and it could still be work. It could be hard work. Yes, sir. Yeah, as I, as I read this, like, think about when I was canoeing against the wind. <laughs> and if you have done that, the hardest part is you can't stop. You've got to get to the other side. And it's the most horrid feeling because you think I'm doing four, but I'm being pushed back three. Mm-hmm. And you just got to keep going. And you mm-hmm. can't stop because if you do, you get pushed back. Mm-hmm. And then I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden Jesus comes to them and stops the wind. You know, because mm-hmm. we would pray, please, wind, stop. Just stop and give us a little bit to get ahead, just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. It's a very hard feeling. I, mean, I heard a guy say one time, he says, 
Don't pray that they take the struggle away. Pray that I'd be better in the struggle. Yeah. And that's the thing. We don't, we don't want to get better in it. We're gonna, oh, Lord, if you just take this away, then I'll be okay. But that doesn't constitute growth. It's like a butterfly, right? Caterpillar goes in the cocoon. You're like, oh, it's struggling. Let me cut the cocoon open. You cut the cocoon open, guess what? His wings aren't strong enough to fly, and then he dies immediately. So the struggle is causing us to grow. That's what the struggle is. So if you don't have no struggles, I don't know. You might, you might want to check and see, am I really believing in what he says, or am I just kind of going along with the motions? And so when, you're, when I was in my 20s, I tell people all this time, all the time, I said, when I was in my 20s, God will supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. That was cool. It was just me. So what? I miss a meal. I'll make it up. I'll go over somebody's house and eat. You know? <laughs> I, I'm going to do something else. I'm, I'm going to make it work out for me. But now that I have seven children and a wife, that verse means a whole lot more. God, you're going to supply all my needs according to your riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Woo, I believe. <laughs> I believe. Back then, I thought I believed, but I, I, I was believing that the faith that I had at that particular point. But once my territory increased, I had to believe a little bit more. And so that's just life. But the, the struggle, the struggle. Okay, keep going. You're doing real good. <laughs> you don't let nobody else read or nothing. <laughs> yeah, you're good. <laughs> Look. Okay, here we go. Mm -hmm. uh, he came to them. He came to them walking on the sea. Hold on, I think you skipped a few things. Mm -hmm. came to them walking on the sea. Hold on. To pass by them. Hold on. Wait a second. He meant to do what? Pass by them. He wasn't planning on stopping. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. That was not his intention. It says he meant to pass by them. Oh, y'all doing it? Let's keep rolling. <laughs> All right? So sometimes when you're in the struggle, you're like, oh, man, the Lord, he done left me by. You know, he didn't let me go. I'm out here struggling on my own. That's not the truth of the matter. He might be trying to teach you something. You may get blindsided in your lifetime and go, Lord, I was doing everything right. And it's not working out the way I thought it was. And we might be trying to put God in a box. You know, say, well, he going to come to me just like this. He might not come to you like that. He might come to you. At your bus stop and you spend six hours somewhere. You know? He might come to you like that. He might come to you where uh, you might lose a family member. He might come to you and your house burned down. He might come to you and your wife is tripping. All right? He, he might come to you like that. But see, we don't want to think about that one because Jesus ain't in that. <laughs> you know? He's not in that because that doesn't sound real. That doesn't, that doesn't sound real sexy. That doesn't sound real good. That don't sound like Jesus can show up there. But that's called the struggle. He shows up in the struggle. But his intention is to let you struggle 
for your own personal growth. Because he said what? His intentions was to do what? I mean, you're doing good. Keep it up, buddy. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a word for us to know that when we are in the struggle, he still sees us. Mm-hmm. Even in the mountains, and they had to run for some hours. Yeah, he saw it. But he saw the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we go through our struggles, we have to know that God still sees us. He still sees us because the first thing we say, well, where is he? Where is he at, yeah. Well, God, why, why he got me going through this? That's what we do. I mean, that's what I do. <laughs> I don't know about y'all. Y'all might be perfect and stuff. <laughs> But you, that's what happens. You're like, man, I, I, I must have did something wrong. You know, I'm, I'm the Job's friends. Job's friends like, well, you did something wrong. That's why he on you. Maybe you didn't. Maybe he's trying to show you something, or maybe he's trying to show somebody that knows you, and he's using you as a person. But no, we don't want to be used as a person. We want somebody else to be used. All right? Am I telling the truth? Yes, yeah, we, we want somebody else to be used. I, I, I'm good. <laughs> All right? So, he's intending to pass by. He wasn't planning on stopping. And then what happened? But when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost and cried out. For they all saw him and were terrified. Now, you imagine you've been struggling, <laughs> trying to get across. For four or five hours. Maybe it was smooth when you started, but right now, it ain't so smooth no more. Jesus ain't that real to me. Uh, yeah, he did feed 5,000, 15,000 folks, but guess what? That don't have nothing to do with me now. <laughs> out here on this boat. Nothing. I didn't forget all about all that faith and what he did back there because here I am now. Man, I'm struggling. I don't know what to do, man. I, I don't know if I'm going to make it. I can't. And he's looking at you the whole time. He's, the one, he's looking at us the whole time. We, we're never going to get by. I tell my children all the time. This is my, my oldest child right here. I tell them all the time. I go, you don't have to tell me. God's going to see every time. I don't have to know. He's going to know. He's going to know about you. He's going to know about me. He's going to know about everybody. So guess what? We can't hide from him ever. Even when you know, people go, I got away with that. Oh, well, no, we didn't. We didn't get away with nothing. You was watching the whole time. Well, he, he let me go. No, he's setting you up. <laughs> he's setting you up. That's what he's doing. Okay, we, well, he's not ready yet. Well, let me keep going on him. That, that's what he does for us. He doesn't make us. He doesn't go, I'm, I'm, I'm going to grab you. <laughs> Put your phone to the side. He'll be like, you better come on over here and get with Jesus. He don't do that. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, you don't give me? That's cool. I'm going to give you that. No, come back. That's what happened. We go, well, you know, I found God. He was never lost. You can't find him. You can't find somebody that was never lost. We're the people who are straying away from him. Okay, so we can't find him. He's there. He is a principle. He is stable. He is everlasting. Okay? He never moved. This guy told me this joke one time. He said, you know, me and my wife, you know, when we first got married, she was complaining to him. They had a truck. He said, when we first got married, you know, I was all snuggled up on you on this side right here. And, you know, we were just driving along. It was all lovey-dovey. And she's like, but now, you know, I'm over here close to the window. And her husband said, well, I never moved. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's driving. And that's what God's doing. He's driving. Jesus is driving. He's not moving away from us. Now, we might be moving away from him, and then we're going to want to complain that he didn't see us. Oh, I'm in the struggle, and he didn't help me. Well, I don't know what's wrong. It's like you said, they, they probably wasn't expecting to see Jesus. Like you said, he come to us in a way that we don't expect. He's walking on the streets. They ain't never seen Jesus ever. They always saw him walking with them, the whole ministry. Mm-hmm. Now this is the most unusual way we see in Jesus. He's walking on water. So, I mean, we, so like you said, it's the Lord do come and approach us in a way that we, we do not expect. Mm-hmm. Working the way I can testify uh, briefly, I was in a car wreck, and I didn't know how God, I, we, me, me and my father, we was homeless, we living under the street, and I got in a car wreck, it was bad, it hit us. And we all thinking, man, the car's wrecked, we don't, I, don't, I had no way to get to work. And about some months later, God took the car wreck, and, and, and even asked my, my supervisor over there, the whole situation turned around where my partners got blessed out of the out of homelessness because they they were responsible for hitting us. So they got a good payout and they got out of homelessness and got their life together with their family. Mm-hmm. And then God blessed me to come out of homelessness and get in my own place and then God blessed me with a new ride and all that. But beside that, it was unusual because I'm thinking all has it's failed. A, right. The car wreck is done. Like life is over. I said, Man, I'm homeless already now, I lost my car. God's talking about to work this out. You ain't know how I'm going to work it out. Mm-hmm. But he did. That's exactly right. Because I think, raise your hand if you think that if God showed you the rest of your life, you would want to see it. If God showed you the rest of your life, you would want to see it. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> I, I, no. I, you know, you'd be tempted. You'd be like, I got to go through that. No. And then what you'll do is you'll be trying to change stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be like, well, Lord. Wait, we, I don't have to do that part, do I? I got to do that to get over here? Don't show me. Just take me, you know, I'm good. Because we think that we want the forecast. We think we want it laid out for us. We think we want to see it. And so what we, what we want is the end product, but we don't want to go through. And then and we'll try to change it. Well, Lord, I, well, I ain't going to do that because I'm going to do this because that's going to change this. And then it's going to end up even worse. <laughs> Yes, sir. I tend to think that, like in this case, I mean, the Lord knows what's coming up for these disciples mm-hmm. after this crucifixion. Definitely. They need a big time training. Mm-hmm. They went through it. And every time I go through something hard, I'm thinking, boy, this is really hard, but something else is coming up. And, and this is getting ready for me. That's it. And after I buried one family member, then I said, well, then there was a second, and there was a third, and all prepared me for the fourth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, the thing about training is don't nobody want to do it. They just want to show up for the game. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna, the lights are on. I'm ready. You ain't ran no miles. Ain't did no push-ups, no sit-ups. You ain't done nothing. But I'm ready to go. Coach, put me in. He's like, hey, you ain't even come to practice. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, practice. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, for sure. But don't nobody want to be broke. That's the key. Everybody want to be used, but don't nobody want to be broke. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yep. And you're so proud of your health and then you lose it. Hmm. Yep. Broken and contrite spirit. Because when he break you, he going to build you back up. He going to use you. As long as you woke up this morning, as long as you are breathing through your nostrils and not thinking about it, guess what? He is not done with us yet. That don't mean it's going to be easy. You know. But guess what? He is what he said he is. Yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Never changing. Keep going. We're getting down to it. So when they saw him, what did he look like when they saw him? A ghost. Okay, so they didn't think it was him. Right? So sometimes we might be entertaining somebody who may be coming like Jesus, but you're like, that ain't him. It's like the guy that, uh, I think they had a flood and he was on the roof of his house. <laughs> you heard this story before? And he's like, Lord, I need to get somebody to come, I need you to come save me. And then somebody came by in a little boat. Hey, jump on. No, 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 no. I'm waiting on the Lord to show up. And then, you know, somebody else come by and the third guy come by. He's, no, I'm waiting on the Lord. Then he died and get to heaven. Like, Lord, what happened? He goes, man, I sent three people to you. I was, <laughs> what, did you, what did you want? I was there. And all three of them. But sometimes we may see somebody and they don't really look like Jesus. But Jesus might have sent them. He might be using that person. Because realize sometimes, I mean, you've got to think about it. I mean, first of all, if I saw a dude eating wild locusts and honey telling me about Jesus, man, you better get out of here. Because basically, he was homeless. You're walking through the desert, wild locusts and honey. Man, I'm coming to tell you about the fire. No, you ain't coming to tell me nothing. Criticizing the religious leaders. Exactly. You know, that's killing it, you know. Yeah. You snatch, no, no, I can't, no. Or think about this. I'm not real certain, and I'm going to ask you all this question. If a guy came to you today, okay, let's say we ain't Christians, we, we don't know the Father, we ain't following the way, and he said, listen, let me tell you something. Follow me, and you know what? I'm going to end up crucified on the cross and y'all all going to die for what you believe. I'm not signing up for that show. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Would you sign up? Would you be like, oh, dude, I'm in with you. No. no. You got to be kidding me. You're telling me I ain't going to make it. I'm following you. No. And I'm a teenager at that. <laughs> but I mean, that's what the disciples were. They were following somebody that they had been hearing about but they really didn't know. They really didn't know. For 30 years, I mean, of course, the account that we have, we only have three years of his actual public ministry. But you're talking about, hey, man, I'm a carpenter, but now I believe in the Lord. And guess what, man? I'm going to take you to the Father. Follow me. Dude, you was working on my house last week. All right? So, no, I'm not following you. You don't have no credibility. What well, he... I'm the son of God. Well, he never even said it. Well, everybody else said it. I'm not following that dude. So I would have been a terrible disciple. In fact, I wouldn't have been one. Mm 
And you tell me I'm going to die for something? But guess what? Because of their faith, and those 12 and them 13, the one that fell off, guess what? We all sitting in this room today. It was believing and following something that didn't even really exist, really. <laughs> yes, sir. Mm -hmm. But I can't honestly say I didn't do it because I joined the military mm -hmm. and I was going to have to fight for a cause I didn't know anything about. I had right. to finally uh, follow someone and sacrifice my life for something, yeah. even though I didn't know it was gonna, uh, when I was going to do it. Right. So we can't honestly say that if we were certain military and things like that. Right. And a lot of people that say they're not, they don't believe right. in God or, or whatever they choose to, mm -hmm. they do a blind faith and they just don't know it yet. Right. When they do sign up, that dotted line said, I'm committing my life to my mm -hmm. country. I'm going overseas to fight people. I don't know who they are. Right. I don't know if I'm coming back. So right. They can't, say, they can't say they haven't done that. Right. But those who joined the military. Yes. I didn't join. <laughs> I'm with you, though. You're right. Yeah. A lot of them, they, they, I don't believe in a, in a, in a higher power. What it, but you just do. Yeah. You believe in what they're doing. You believe in some. Yeah, it's it's like faith. Yeah. You know, faith is a principle. Everybody in here got faith, whether you believe in Jesus or not. You know how I know? You sat in the chair. You came in here, didn't nobody go, I don't know if it's going to hold me. Nobody did that, y'all. Hey, all right, man, we're going to go ahead. Chill out. He want me to read? Dang. <laughs> 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 you see, that's what everybody did. Didn't nobody go, I don't know if it's going to hold me. Nobody did that. I watched you all come here. So with, faith is a principle. Right? It's a principle. It doesn't change. You can have faith on anything. That don't mean it's going to work for you, but you got faith. Keep going. It's good. 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 Any questions? Comments? But immediately he spoke to them and said. How, when? When did he do it? Immediately. Immediately. That's, that's key. So when you recognize, guess what? He actually speaks right then. When you identify because they thought it was a ghost. He said, well, let me go ahead and get y'all straight real quick. Take a closer look. Immediately he spoke to him, and then what happened? He said, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. He got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. And they were utterly astounded. Astounded. For they did not understand about the rose, but their hearts were hardened. Okay, hold on. They didn't understand about the 5,000 or the 15,000. Mm. That's what it said. Yeah. You know, you, you didn't understand. So really, since you didn't understand, <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't think that wow. it really existed. All right? Because you saw it all. God does stuff in our life all the time that we see, and we take it for granted. All the time. They saw it. They were there. They were experiencing it. He blessed it, broke it, and then had leftovers. How could you not understand that it was something more than what you thought it was? You know what's even more crazy? <laughs> he did the 5,000 and then Two chapters later, <laughs> he did another 4,000. They still didn't get it. <laughs> they forgot. Yeah. We just, I don't know how 
far along it was, but all I know, I'm reading two chapters and here you go again. And we're going to struggle with what we believe about God. And we're going to struggle, are we faithful with him? Will he provide for us? Will he do what his word says? Because we get in ourself instead of in him. Everybody with me? God has done plenty of miracles. I'm with you. I'm coming that way. He's done plenty of miracles in our life. Now, whether we choose to recognize them or look back and give gratitude, that's on us. But you know the time we do recognize them, I'm coming to you. This time we do recognize them when somebody else isn't doing so good. When they're not doing as good as we are and we was in that situation, then all of a sudden now we're God is so good to me. Yes, sir. So one of the things that in, in I think it's, it's in Acts Acts one where um, Luke talks about really the infallible proof of, of Christ, mm -hmm. um, which helps us really to understand that He showed Himself in many signs and ways to them. But the struggle for the disciples is, I think, for us, it's possible to be present, but yet. Not receive the things of God. We can be present and absent at the same yes, time. Yes, it is possible. <laughs> of, of seeing it, not being able to argue with it, but not being able to fully comprehend. And, and I think that's throughout the life of the Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels, when you look at uh, how the different, how different, you know, Luke says it, Mark says it different from Matthew, Matthew says it different from John. Mm -hmm. and, but yet the, the understanding is of the disciples is still the same. Is that at, at some point in their life, at this point in ministry, they just just didn't get it. They just didn't get it. And and is, is that so? You know, you can sit, you can listen like a child. They can, it, not every child gets it. You can teach the same thing. Mm -hmm. And the frustrating part is that, you know, it's like Jesus, like, you know, at what point did Jesus want to show his hand and say, you know, uh, get you more. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these guys right here aren't getting it. But, but he, he met them at the point of their need. Yep. And true compassion says that I don't give up on you even when I see you struggle. Right, and that's the key, is yes. you don't give up. Yes. That don't mean you're enabled, but you don't give up. Yes, yes you're sir. still working to empower, mm -hmm. even in your struggle. Yes, yeah. good, that's good. Yes, sir. Yeah, I think that the, uh, the significance of this story, this parable, so the story is, um, also is that, you know, even though we're going through our struggles, and we're crying out, and we're asking for God, and we, he may be showing up two, three, four times, and we don't pay attention to it. You know, the significance I see here is that, you know, they're out there struggling, and now they're also afraid of what they think of the ghost. Mm -hmm. and, they, and when they say afraid, I mean, they're, they're saying they're terrified. We're already scared because we're out here straining in the water anyway, about to die. And so, <laughs> and so when, and when Jesus immediately spoke to them, now he's walking on the water. The next, the next verse says, he just walk, was walking a while. He didn't need to keep. He was going to pass by. He got in the boat with them. Mm -hmm. Now, now, we find ourselves in those situations so many times. Yeah. So many times. Resistance. Resistance. Because now that we've been crying out and now that we've been, our answers, our prayers have been answered, Jesus is still with us. Mm. He's going to see us, not just see us through, he's going to get us and they were they were so afraid and so he, he didn't need to get in the boat with them because he's already walking on water 
What happened? Yeah. Which is crazy. But you know what? That's us. <laughs> we find ourselves in that situation so often and we look we think about the things that have been that we've already passed through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that you have to start with the small stuff first yeah. because it says, you know, if you're faithful with the little, then he'll grant you much. Yeah. But the issue is, don't nobody want to be faithful with the little stuff because that ain't the show. Yeah. It's like my, my buddy uh, in Texas, he's like, Eric, uh, he's going to be a pastor, youth pastor at the church. He said, man, you know, everybody want to get the 11 o'clock shine. <laughs> everybody want to preach at 11 o'clock. He said, you got to start at the 5 o'clock on Sunday night. <laughs> he said, I said, I get you, man. He said, everybody wants to shine, but they don't, don't nobody want to work, work to that part. Amen. You know, you got to do the little things. You got to do the little stuff. It's not the big stuff. It's not the big stuff. It's the little stuff that makes everything work. Mm-hmm. interesting is that Jesus goes back and reminds them of the little stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's got to tug on your heart that you have to be open to receive. You know? Yeah. I'm going to go right here then I'm coming this way. Is that all right? You got your hand up or you just resting? Right. Because they are hours ahead. They've already started. Right. Jesus sees them. Truth be told, 12 men in a boat should be rowing faster than somebody walking on the water. Right. Regardless of how strong the wind is. Right. Really think about it. Uh, But it says that he catches up with them. And he was going to pass them by. That lets us know that even though we're in the struggle, he's sovereign over our struggle. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's good. Good. I want to piggyback on everything that. Scared of it. Mm-hmm. We're scared of what Jesus could do to us 
Was that? Uh, Right. We just scared. Light beer gospel. It's totally <laughs> because it's it doesn't fit into what we live. We may not say it because we know it's wrong. Right. <laughs> but that's kind of printed out. Mm-hmm. The westernized Christianity. Sure. And if you go, and it's one of the great reasons if you can go on a mission trip, it would be great for you to go because you see it. They hold on to different verses than what we hold on to. They have their pet verses and. Good. Repairing the faith. We need a group leader for repairing the faith. So no? we should repair the faith. Well, they from Memphis. Faith, it's, it's breach. Faith is. I'll go. Send me. I'll go. You got your bag. Oh, I ain't coming back. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, no, you good. Man, I, I didn't know. The forecast, he didn't see it. See, I ain't going back. Wait a minute. But I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, but that's how it works. Yeah, please. But uh, I mean, God is, he's never surprised, but we are. And God is not logical, but we are. He's not at all. We try to put him in our own box. Right. Right. That's exactly right. But that's the key. We got to take up the cross. And we're not living our life for us. But I think for me, I grew up living my life for me. You know, I, I, you know, like I tell people, I said it took me a long time to pretend that I'm trying to live for Christ. <laughs> right? You know, I do not sing the song, I Surrender All, because I would be lying through all my teeth. I surrender a little bit more every single day and every hour. You know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, I surrender all. No, because I'm still worried about my 401k, and I'm still worried about, you know, making sure everybody eat. You know, I'm still worried about people got to go to college and they got to get cars and the insurance and all that. So, no, I, I, I would love to sit here and say, I surrender all. But, you know, what? I'd be lying, you know. The person who wrote that song, I don't know who they was, <laughs> but, 
will. I'm trying to surrender it all. I'm working out my salvation through fear and trembling. I'm being sanctified through the process day in and day out. All right? So I have not arrived, but I'm going that way. That's the truth be told. And said the truth will set you free. I believe what he was talking about is what I was telling other preachers that I'm struggling with by the gospel that I hear now. And it's not the gospel of Christ. It's not what you what I heard yesterday from um what y'all teaching. Because what people like you said, the Christ that we fabricate in America, um, is it's 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 this idol Christ. Uh the six flags over Jesus type thing. Well, you know, it's it's this mega ministry, and I want mega ministry, and I want the Christ, you know what I'm saying? Your, your church got to have a Starbucks, and, and then the pastor got to be teaching us. Uh, you got to be prosperous in this area, and then mama got to have this car. And I'm like, this is not the gospel. But a lot of people, millions of people are being deceived. That's right. And I want, but what America's saying, I want that Christ. Give me the prosperity Christ. Give me the Christ of America. We don't want the Christ that went to the, we don't want the scriptural Christ. We don't want the suffering. We don't want to go through, uh, I don't want to bear a cross. I don't want to have to go through the struggle. I don't want to have to be prosecuted for his name's sake. I don't want to have to go through all that. Please don't preach that to us. Because that book didn't say it. Tell us about a happy, a happy life, a better life, how my account is going to be when I leave here, naming and claiming type gospel. And I said that's losing, people being lost because of that. Yeah. shall be saved, you know, if thou would confess with thy mouth and believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead. That's mm. truth. And we need to get back to the truth of the gospel. Amen. You Amen. can't live just any kind of way and expect to receive eternal life. Amen. I'm with you. I'm, I, I Yeah, but, but this this is <laughs> this. Every day, but one of the things, but one of the things that he just said was that he's working to move out of the hypocrisy. When yeah. sin is your lifestyle, you ain't trying to get out of it. Right. Uh, you, you. Can't sin be a lifestyle and still go and have salvation? Who is Lord of your life? That's the big thing. We've all been. We've all been. 
been but I would like to be not too slow. All right, all right, all right. Y'all getting out of hand now. Let's get the gloves out. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good discussion. But this this is this is this is what this is what is preached today. If you follow Christ, everything will be all right. That is definitely not true. Yeah. Yeah. We can, this is it right here, because we have a crosstalk here, and I discourage people from accepting Christ, because I always tell them this, you could accept Christ, but your situation at home might not change. Hey, and tell them most problems come the day after crosstalk, yeah. The war has begun. Once you step over here on this side, we're in a fight now. Chris. I agree with that. There's an important distinction. If you follow Christ, everything will be all right. I do the same thing. I show my kids, you're going to go back home. You shouldn't have to deal with this, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. But in spite of your problems, right. you're going to be all right. Yeah, in spite of your you're going to be all right. But that's the part that they don't say, in spite of your problems. If you follow Jesus, everything's going to be all right. And they be like, well, I'm going to come down. I'm very, like, like, you know. Who are you talking about? Who am I talking about? And I'll be like, you know, I need to know who you, because we keep saying they. And I'm like, I know a bunch of pastors. I understand. Well, I'm not saying, I'm just saying, generally speaking, this is the message that sells. That's the message, man. Okay. Well, that's fine. You don't have to, I'm just telling you. There's a few. Yeah. There's some big ones out there, but it's very little. Yeah, I got you. But this is the message that shows up. I'm not saying that everybody's preaching this. I'm not saying that. Okay, I need that disclaimer. Okay, okay, yeah. I'm not saying every, but, but I'm, I'm, but this is what this is what people do when they have people come forward. The shallowness of the American Christianity. Right. This is the perception right here. Right. Not, but not every pastor is preaching this. Gotcha. Yeah. Life's gonna be. You're not gonna have struggle, economic problems, problems with the kids. It's all gonna happen. It's about having the strength. Right. You know, and yeah, I think a lot of us deliver the message properly, but when it's heard, it's heard in a different. It's heard in a different deal. Totally. Yes, sir. Right. I do believe that that is a true statement, right. but it has to be balanced with right. that statement. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can't, um, even with sin and stuff like that, I was I was a young, sinning Christian, and then God delivered me from pornography right before I got married last year. You know what I'm saying? I was watching it for years, had a stronghold, had to get delivered from it. I was still saved, though. 
You know what I'm saying? From when I got ready to go through what I call spiritual surgery, yeah. I had to give it up, and yeah. I gotta be embarrassed. I gotta go to these meetings with all these guys. They gotta know I was watching pornography. I gotta yeah. tell it. Yeah. That was like surgery. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I had to go through that. People knowing that, you know, that was embarrassing. But I was still saved though. And that goes right back. I was hey. just a struggling, yeah. carnal, yeah. <laughs> doing it my way type yeah. of guy, and I gave it yeah. up. I was a televangelist, major televangelist, I don't have to name names, <laughs> on TV, uh, said, God wants everybody to be happy. <laughs> this person said that. God wants everybody to be happy. And the ratings went up. All right. Don't do it, don't do it. Let it go, let it go. Okay, we got one more over here. Y'all get into it. Oh, yeah. Of, of course they're misunderstanding it. That's what you should do. Yeah. Over it. Over it. And that's why it's going to be all right. Right. It's not, it's not going to be right in that moment. But, but this is the part, that part that we're talking about in here is not the general, <laughs> it's not the general explanation. It's, it stops right here. This, they selling, they selling Jesus, and they not even they they, they, they trying to sell your salvation. I'm saying, I can send you a prayer cloth. You know what you're getting? Okay, so in this, in this hostile area, we're preaching the gospel, but a couple of our missionaries been beheaded. Some of them been burned alive. So we, so we, like, we watch families actually get slaughtered by some like military people. I'm not even going to sign up for that. That's the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm being honest. It's like, this is what you're going to get. I'm serious, but that's the... That's the mentality. Yeah, that's the mentality. Because sometimes you have to understand this. God's manifested. Uh, yeah, you know, this is what happens. So people have asked me, for instance, how many of you have ever been overseas to do mission work? Yeah, yeah, I mean, not just over there kicking it. No. <laughs> Okay, I want to ask a question. Did the did the did the gospel look different 
over there than it does here? And tell me why. What was your perception? The biggest, biggest thing is denominational issues become not. Okay. Just cool. talking about Jesus. Cool. Okay. When you get back to the just the words and you get away from the doctrine. Okay. I, I, I've seen that you get back to the root of what Jesus came to do, to serve. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're doing when you're overseas. Yeah. It's a matter of life and death. Yeah. I mean, I mean their gospel is, it's not yeah, about. It's, it's, it's really, you know, the word is, is true, but it's also expressing your actions when you're overseas and yeah. how you're serving those people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mine was more practicality than the knowledge. So it would be someone who um, didn't, like, didn't know as much as we do, right? But lifestyle, totally the same. Serving humility. Them, loving yeah. each other. There is no humility. Mm-hmm. And I've seen this. I, my experience is a little different. Um, I've seen faithful local pastors or folks on yeah. this side of the state. Oh, for sure. So my only thing is, I think we're shadow boxing American church out there yeah, instead yeah. of loving our local communities, at least in our conversation. Which I don't right. think the Lord hasn't put it on my heart to shepherd the USA, but to do the neighborhood. Three, two blocks in my neighborhood mm-hmm. Sunday after Sunday. Mm-hmm. Those seventy-five people who I'm good. Yes, I think we make things abstract, which means it glorifies it and kind of turns it off. There is a pretend church overseas, too, just as much as there are over here. But there is a real church, and there, and that's what we're talking about, the real church there and what we perceive the real church here. And we're coming down to perceptions all the way around. Yeah, that's, that's all it is, perception, because people have asked me to go overseas and serve, and I'll tell you what my answer is. There's plenty of people that come right here to go to Missouri for me that I got a chance to reach. That doesn't mean I won't ever go. That just that's just my personal preference. Yeah, that's my mission. But what does the Bible say? Judah. Judea. <laughs> out of most parts of the world. <laughs> yeah, it says start here, but then you gotta go out. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I get home, it yeah. makes me better when I hit my 32 block. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yes. I, I think my only thing is, so I think, and I see it in my own heart as well, I think sometimes we try to be pastors of a bigger flock than we're called to be. Oh, wow. So I'm a little uncomfortable with the, like, let the, all the American church, let's glorify the church overseas, because I'm like, first we got to be careful how we talk about the Lord's church. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Period. Life. Yes. Um, Act locally, think globally. Yeah, so. <laughs> I also think when you start to build your population or the people who are listening to you and you get to those big churches, they tend to 
start to preach differently some people because they want to keep their followers instead of making more followers of Christ. They're trying to keep their followers and make them followers of them. Instead of teaching the word, teaching the whole Bible, they teach a piece of it. And that's where they mess up. That's right. All right, we're going to we're gonna have to close it up. That's good. That's real good. Y'all doing real good? Hey, we got we got a rest of the mat downstairs. You know, somebody pray for us right quick before we get out of here.